Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we are talking about how you do not need to have a victim story to have an inspiring story. And this whole topic came to be because I was basically talking about that personally from my own standpoint. As you guys know, I am a confidence coach. I just came out with a group confidence coaching program. And so I was talking to one of my girlfriends who's a fitness coach and she has a group fitness coaching program. And, you know, I'll get into all the details in a minute, but I was basically telling her like, I don't really have a story. Like, I don't really know the best way to promote the program. And so we had a really great conversation. And by the end of it, I just had a huge moment of realization for all different people, people in sales of any kind, it doesn't matter if it's a product or if it's service, business people, content creators, influencers, anyone who's really trying to promote or sell something or get the word out about something and you need a story to attach to it, a lot of people really try to find their victim story. And as a matter of fact, 
you don't need one. But before we get into all of that, I just have to share because like I said, this topic came to be because I was working on the Queens of Confidence program and the course now has smaller payment options available. I now came out with a third payment plan. So initially when I released the program, it was either pay in full or do two split monthly payments. And of course, a lot of people were inquiring about breaking it down even more into three split payments, and I was totally open to do that, just had to figure it all out, but I got it. It is good to go, and now I hope that that helps a bunch of you all get started, get enrolled in the program because it just it makes it a lot more flexible and a lot more feasible to enroll with a much smaller payment. Personally, I wouldn't care, like I can do a billion payment plans. Like it really doesn't matter to me. If you guys know, if you've ever inquired about doing one-on-one coaching with me, then you know I break it up into four split payments. Like I really don't mind to split up payments, but it really just has to do with the duration of the program. So I'm able to break up more payments for someone who does my 12-week one-on-one coaching or for someone who does my eight-week one-on-one coaching. But the group coaching program is a six-week program. So that's really all it has to do with. Like I like I said, I swear I really don't mind to break it up. I'm not like, give me your money today. It's just that the payments have to be completed within the duration of the program. And so, like I said, it's a six-week program and I now offer three different payment plans and I really hope that that helps a bunch of you out. I have also had a bunch of you asking about the topics that will be included, so I just wanted to give you all a much more detailed breakdown. Of course, there will still be even more than what I mentioned right now, but this is like the main ones that we're going to cover. So starting with the five layers of the self, which is self-esteem, self-care, self-love, self-awareness, self-reflection, raising your standards, establishing and setting boundaries, removing the need for external validation, connecting with your authentic self, discovering your true feminine energy and learning how to balance it with your masculine energy, improving communication skills, overcoming self-doubt and imposter syndrome, daily habits and mindful living, and manifesting and attracting everything you want. Yes, we will be covering this in a matter of six weeks. So if you don't know that the program is pre-recorded modules, there are six videos that you will get to watch each week. And then we get on a live Zoom call each week as well. So you're already watching the topics. This way we're not spending our Zoom call of just me like instructing and teaching you guys. By the time that we get on live, you will all have already watched the videos and now we get to get on the zoom call and dig deeper and engage and have a big open discussion and I get to answer your questions and share more details and just talk about everything on you know a a higher scale basically and additionally there is a group chat for the six weeks so even when we're not on the live we will still be talking on a daily basis and engaging and connecting because we will be able to talk in the group chat. You can ask any questions you want. We can get into the topics a little bit deeper and just have a regular conversation about it. Like 
I'm even open to you guys sending screenshots of your conversations that you need help with responding. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be your like go-to BFF fairy godmother for six weeks in this group chat. Well, in this program in general, but you will have very easy access to me daily in the group chat. This way, it is a completely hands-on experience. It's a completely hands-on program so yes once a week we are getting on a live zoom and that will be anywhere from 60 minutes to 90 minutes each week and we will have the group chat to talk in daily and then you will have the exclusive videos the modules to watch to enroll with any of the payment plan options you can just go to victoriaalario.com it will also be linked in the show notes for easy access and if you have any questions then feel free to dm me on instagram which is also my name with a dot in the middle so victoria.alario which will also be linked in the show notes for easy access as well and then i also have one more little announcement to make that i think is going to be a lot of fun so if you have been following me on instagram for at least two years then you will remember my spill the tea Sunday and I say two years because I started to do this in January of 2021 and I was doing it for a while that year and then I would stop and bring it back in like 2022 and whatever and I don't think I've done it at all so far in 2023 this year but spill the tea Sunday is basically it was a segment that I was doing on Instagram stories where I was letting you guys use the little like Q&A box to submit your hottest tea and I would do topics like your worst date story or the worst lie that you've ever told or the worst lie that you've ever been told the worst excuse that a guy has ever given you for canceling plans um, how you caught your partner cheating or how you got caught cheating what's the biggest secret that you've ever had to keep or the juiciest confession that you've never said out loud or even something that your partner or your best friend or whoever does that annoys you and you don't know how to tell them like there's all these really like juicy topics and I was just having you guys send in your hottest tea every Sunday but I'm not gonna lie I kept getting reported for like violations on Instagram if things were like way too dirty like people were telling sex stories about someone like shitting the bed and like I was posting it on my Instagram and everything that was like really really um vulgar (laughs) I guess or really just like rated R kept getting violated so I'm like fuck like I don't want to half-ass do this like I want to share the good ones so I would like stop doing it but then when people had really good stories and they were really long and they were sending like super long dms because they weren't like fitting in the Q&A box and whatever so I just haven't really been doing it it's a little, it's it's a lot. It's, it's quite crazy. But I decided I want to do just an episode or maybe two episodes depending on how many submissions I get of spilling the tea. Because people love to hear gossip. People love to hear uh, juicy stories. And honestly, everyone loved it. I get DMs on Sundays all the time. Like, please bring it back. I look forward to your spill the tea Sunday. I share with my friends. I share with my boyfriend. Please do it. So I think I'm just going to do, like I said, an episode or two sharing. So if you guys have on any of those topics that I mentioned or any topic in general, whatever is coming to your mind, just your hottest tea basically or your funniest story whatever it might be something that would be good to share you can either dm me the story or you can email it to me at so my email is victoria dot 
for the girls podcast at gmail.com. So my first name, period, title of this podcast at gmail.com. Anyways, that intro was really long. I already know you guys are going to be like, shut the fuck up and get into the topic. But I just had to share and I like to talk. I'm like a bit of an over explainer. I am not someone who's just going to be like, okay, so I'm going to do spill the tea in an episode. So send me an email and I'm not going to say, oh, by the way, I now have three payment plans. No, I'm going to explain. I'm going to tell you guys all the details. I do not spare, okay? But now we are getting into the topic, I promise. So anyway, how this whole you don't need to have a victim story came to be was basically last week I was having, like I said, a conversation with a friend who's a fitness coach. And she promotes her fitness coaching so seamlessly and effortlessly every single day because she has before and after photos and it's something that she's actively doing every day so she's showing videos of herself working out and she's showing her progress and from following her you are visually seeing the progress if you've been following her for months or a year whatever you are seeing her body transform and so I was basically saying I don't have a before and after type of way to promote confidence coaching one not only physically like yeah sure you can't physically see something on me you know but also I just don't have a testimonial of like started from the bottom now we're here so that girl who I'm referring to that's a fitness coach she has a huge story with her body she went through um like body dysmorphia and eating disorders and she was super super tiny and super underweight and then now she's you know worked really hard to have the right nutrition and build muscle and all of that kind of stuff whereas for me in this area of confidence coaching I don't have a low point so whatever would be my version of hers her version of like an eating disorder things like that my story would be like what being super insecure or really like hitting rock bottom and going through really really low points mentally and having like major like mental health problems like I don't know like that's I don't have that you know I don't have a sob story basically and when I was telling that to her and I was saying to her like I'm just the type of person who I've always been this way so me I mean I go after everything I want I'm outspoken. I know what I want and I'm not afraid to ask for what I want. I put myself in certain positions that most people would never do because it could be risky or, oh, they don't want to be embarrassed or whatever. And I'm the type of friend who everyone has always come to for advice because I just like tell it how it is. I tell people to go for things. You know, I give people the tough love. I tell you what you need to hear, not the shit you want to hear. I don't sugarcoat things. Like I'm just very sure of myself. And I've always been the person who helps other people be sure of themselves and their decisions and things like that. And so my friend was like, so that's your story. You were born to do this. You were created for this. You were made for this. You were put on this earth to do this. This is your life's mission. You've always been this way. And if anyone needs help boosting their confidence, they're going to go straight to the source. 
straight to the person who is naturally that way, an expert in, you know, boosting their confidence and all that kind of stuff. So when I was thinking about it, it triggered a thought of a reel that I posted about a year ago. I posted it in June of 2022 before I even started confidence coaching. And the reel was showing like clips of me over time putting myself out there. And it had an audio of me talking about confidence. And so the caption is what really stood out to me. And and I'm going to share it with you now because this is exactly what, you know, we've realized in saying like, you don't need to have a victim story. You can just have this like, I was made to do this type of story. And so the caption is, I've put myself out there more than the average person would on TV, on stage, on social media, you name it knowing there's going to be backlash, haters, and naysayers. Most people don't put themselves out there like that, knowing how much rejection they're going to face. But the mindset I have mastered around confidence is that I can't possibly be rejected. Being rejected would mean someone or something I wanted didn't want me back. But I only want what wants me. And I don't want what doesn't want me. So if you don't want me, I don't want you either. If you're lacking the confidence to put yourself out there, just know there's no such thing as rejection if you decide you only want what wants you. So like I said, I posted that before I even started to do confidence coaching. It's just always been my thing. I've always been so focused on helping people build their confidence. And so I had that aha moment of like, wait, that's it. That's the story. I was put on earth to do this. I was created to do this. That's the story. And that's inspiring as fuck. If I were to want to buy something or support someone or inquire, like I am not doing my vetting and my decision making based on who has the biggest sob story. And sometimes people do have a victim story. Sometimes people were dealt shitty cards in life and they were the underdog and they had everything against them and all these reasons to not make it work, but then they did make it work. Yes, that is very valid sometimes, but it does not make me decide someone's credibility as a success. It does not make me decide someone is a true inspiration or the best in the business or the number one person, the expert to go to just because of their past. Show me who you are now. Show me what you're working with now. So no, I don't need it. My past doesn't matter. I don't need to have a hard past or a hard upbringing because I'm just as credible either way. So this is why I say this will really resonate with someone in business or in sales, again, of any kind, product, service, doesn't matter, because we are always told that the key to selling is pain points and that stories sell. And so when people, you know, are trying to get their product or their service out there, they're really trying to come up with an inspiring story that hits 
people's pain points. And it's not to say that that's not true. I'm not going to get on For the Girls podcast and now debunk the number one sales tip that we've honestly always known. But what happens is people start to nitpick and find ways to create this underdog sob story to inspire or to hit someone's pain point. When you think about it, it's honestly pretty manipulative. (laughs) It's like, okay, what's the worst thing that's happened to me so that I can relate to someone who's going through it? But I think if you're actually good at sales or if you're actually passionate about what you're selling or promoting or just about what you're doing, then I think you can hit someone's you know, you can you can hit someone's emotions without necessarily hitting a pain point and triggering. You can still get someone somewhere emotionally and make them feel something. It doesn't have to be an emotion of pain. It could be love, happiness, nostalgia, warmth, desire, passion, motivation. You could get people to want to get up and do something and change themselves, change their lives, become better, whatever it might be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forthegirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash forthegirls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. And the other thing is that you don't have to relate to people personally or come from the same place. I think this is something that's becoming huge in today's day and age with social media. A lot of people are always in the comments of someone's post crying about how they're not relatable or they're talking about like the Kardashians or whatever. Oh, they're not relatable. Yeah, they are not relatable. Why do you need them to be relatable to you to like them? Like when you think about it, we are talking about a now billion dollar family between Kim and Kylie and whatever and all them together. These are billionaires, right? And they, of course, they work hard. I mean, they build these businesses, they market themselves, they do all this stuff. I mean, they are hardworking people. I don't really care what anybody has to say. No one can discredit how hard they work because they do. But they didn't come from taking loans out in the bank. I mean, they came from having, I'd say, a pretty decent amount of money. I mean, their dad was a huge celebrity lawyer. When they show photos and videos of like the house that they grew up in, they didn't grow up in some shack in like, you know, a lower class area. No, they grew up in a nice house, a big house in a nice area, nice neighborhood. They grew up being friends with the Hiltons and you know, whatever, all these celebrities. They've always been well connected and they've always had good, you know, a well-rounded amount of resources, whether those resources be personal connections and people or finances and money. So now we have people who were born into a pretty good lifestyle and then they became passionate about things like fashion and beauty and whatever and they worked hard and built businesses and became a million times more successful and now have a billion dollar empire and blah, 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 blah. And people are still talking about how they're not relatable. They do not need to be relatable to sell their product. They do not need to be, you know, coming from the same place as Judy from Kentucky just to make Judy from Kentucky feel a little bit of something. And guess what? Judy from Kentucky can also like makeup and can also do a nice little beat on her face and get her concealer and her powder and her contour and her mascara and she can see Kylie Cosmetics or KKW which I don't even think exists anymore and say that makeup looks really good and that right there triggers an emotion of excitement and a need for something a desire for something like I love makeup this is a perfect product for me I love the colors I love the palette this looks like it'll work well on my skin that right there can sell a product. So I use them as an example. They're an extreme example, obviously, but they are the type of people who they don't even try to relate. Like they show off their wealth, they show off their lifestyle, and like they are not concerned about relating to, again, Judy from Kentucky. Whereas on the other hand, I see people doing this. I see people trying to create these stories and they really try to hit people where it hurts and they really try to dig as far deep as they possibly can. And it's so cringy to me. It's so awkward. I mean, 
maybe you didn't always have what you have now, but to dwell on your past in order to make a sale is so out of touch and to me makes you even more unrelatable because it just shows that you're delusional and that you don't even realize that you are living such a well-established, successful life and yet you're still on social media every day talking about how when you were 12, you didn't have money. I don't know if you guys have ever heard me sharing my story of just like my career in general, not necessarily sharing a story to promote the Queens of Confidence program, but just I have shared my success story in general online for the past few years. And I always talk about how, first of all, I did have a job where I was underpaid, but that's not even the point of the story. I'm not even sitting here talking about like, I was struggling, this and that. Like, yeah, I had no money, but I I wasn't paying to put food on the table. I was living at my parents' house. My mother cooked me, you know, dinner every day. I was living rent-free. So the, the money is not even part of the story. When I share my success story in my career and making it on social media and all that, I always just talk about my true hustle, how I was in college, which again, this is no sob story, no victim story. I was in a private college, a very expensive, very nice school where I went there and I was taking photos. Granted, I didn't have the money to necessarily shop, but who did when they were, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old? So yes, maybe if I would shop, I would return my clothes or I was more known for like borrowing clothes from friends and I was taking these pictures every day and I started a blog and then after college, I did get my career, which like I said, was very low pay, but I was still hustling. I still knew that I was going to figure out somehow how to make it online in this content creation world, make an income from this space. And I went to work every day with a couple different outfits, whether I borrowed it from friends or coworkers, and I would shoot pictures on my lunch break. And I would honestly skip my lunch break. I would sometimes eat throughout the day so that on lunch, I didn't need to spend that hour eating and instead I would spend that time, that hour taking pictures of myself. And so I just talk about how I worked really hard for what I wanted to the point where, yeah, a few years later, then I was able to move out of my parents' house. Then I was able to become financially independent and I was able to build an online career doing everything I love and exactly what I enjoy doing. And I just really don't attach it to a sad story I attach it to like a someone who was always passionate about this lifestyle and didn't know how they were going to get it but did whatever they could did whatever it took to get it yeah they got it that's a pretty fucking inspiring story if you ask me I mean I am not kidding I would go to work take pictures of myself and then go around to my coworkers and ask them to switch clothes with me Anybody want to switch their skirt for my jeans, switch their t-shirt for my long sleeve, switch their bomber jacket for my leather jacket so I could put a whole new outfit together, take pictures, and then I would come back and switch switch the outfits all back. Like, yeah, I worked really hard to create as much as I possibly could with really no set plan or no guarantee because I didn't necessarily have the money to get out there and create something amazing. You know, a lot of influencers 
were that they, they honestly came from money so they were able to travel and create really beautiful content because they were going to Spain and France and Italy and, and the beach wherever they were going to all these places and I was sitting in my cubicle every day but I worked with what I could and I made it happen and I really wasn't dwelling on my paycheck because I found other ways to make it work. And I feel like that in itself is proof that when you're passionate enough about something, you will find ways to make it work. And that is not to minimize or devalue or discredit people's actual like sufferings and things that they go through. And ultimately people do grieve in certain ways and they go through trauma and they like uh, I guess live out and experience their trauma in different ways and sometimes yes that might just be through talking about it and sharing it and relating it to their business so if that's a genuine thing of course it makes for an amazing story sometimes we see people who really really came from the bottom And when you see what they have turned into, it's like, it makes you cry. You know, hearing their story really just gets to you and it is amazing. But I am finding in today's day and age, it's almost becoming like if you're not relatable, you're not deserving. If you're not real and this and that uh, real according to everybody else's standards then you're gonna get canceled it's like people want you to fit in their own narrative and if you don't then you're ultimately not really deserving of the success and people start to act like they gave it to you like they are responsible for your success I mean this is a little bit off topic but I do see influencers, content creators, whoever do something or say something or act a way that their followers don't approve of. And then the followers are in the comments and sending messages like, you would have nothing if it weren't for us. You should be thanking us. We're responsible for your success. You should be giving back more. All of these things that people should be doing because their audience is responsible for their success. And like, we just never had that message before. I've never seen people telling the Beatles back in the 60s that the Beatles wouldn't be the Beatles if it weren't for the people buying their album and like whatever. And like, yeah, that might be true. It's not to say that that's not true. Of course, if no one bought their album, then the Beatles wouldn't be the Beatles. But it's a different sense of like entitlement where people think that because they have supported you, because they bought the album or because they shopped from the link in your bio, that you're supposed to be relatable to them and they are entitled to like holding it over your head every day for the rest of your life if you're going to be successful this is how you need to be because we are the people who made you successful and you need to come from the same place or you you need to act accordingly whatever it might be they say things like I'm just disappointed I'm really disappointed 
the one situation that's coming to my mind right now is that girl Michaela. She's a beauty influencer, I think predominantly on TikTok. I don't follow her, but I'm pretty sure that's where she mainly is. And I believe she did a mascara brand for Maybelline, L'Oreal, one of those kind of brands, like a drugstore brand, I think. I think, I think, I think. And... I'm pretty sure that she like put on a fake lash, eyelash or something like that, which in my opinion is like nothing new. I mean, if you've ever seen a mascara commercial for the past, I don't know, 40 years, they're wearing lash extensions. But I guess it makes sense that like, yes, influencers build their businesses and their careers on integrity of trying things out. So Whatever, whether she did or didn't, I don't know. She says that she didn't, so I just like to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they are telling the truth. I don't like to assume that everyone is a liar. So I personally am going the route of like, she probably didn't just because whatever. But for argument's sake, say that she did. People are in the comments talking about they are so disappointed in her and they don't know what to do with themselves because they put all their trust in this person. And I'm like, when did we get to this point? Like, if she really did that, yeah, sure, that's misleading. It's manipulative. But it really doesn't fucking matter because you can just use your own judgment to buy whatever you want to buy and take people's content with a grain of salt considering these are complete strangers who in fact don't owe you anything. Like your life does not depend on Michaela's makeup reviews. So why are you in her comments acting as such? So I don't know who's really like to fault for this whole like sob story victim mentality thing that's like the main topic of where I'm going with this but I think it's just like a whole big thing like society is just making this more and more and more because people are coming more and more and more entitled so I think the people the business owners or the influencers or the salespeople are putting like they're making it harder on themselves now to appease people and so they are, you know, going out of their way to show how real they are and whatever. And quite frankly, I'm also really sick of people calling you real just because you're relatable. So if you're not relatable to everybody, then you are fake is basically what you're saying. Real is somebody really being themselves whether they have a sob story or not. It's somebody being authentic. It's somebody making mistakes, fucking up, being human, being different, doing what they want, standing up for the things that they believe in, just being real and, and not wearing a mask every day and just owning who they are. So now if so, who somebody is, is not who you perceive them to be, not who you want them to be, not who you hope that they are, and doesn't relate to who you are, now all of a sudden, they are not real. We love influencers that are real. They're real because their house is a mess. They are real because they are diagnosed with mental health you know, issues and they're on medications. They're real because they're going through a breakup or they got cheated on. Like 
it's almost like you have to suffer to show people that you're real and that you go through things because if your house is clean and if your mental health is you know completely intact which is quite frankly no one's responsibility or choice it is just what happens inside your brain but that's besides the point then you're just not real because people can't relate and you don't suffer enough so you're not deserving of more success because you have enough you're good enough and I I just think I think that that in itself will take a toll on someone's mental health and someone's self-esteem and someone's belief in themselves it's almost like people want to convince you that you're not deserving but these are the same people who are preaching about mental health. So what's the goal here? How will we make people happy? Because in one breath, you're preaching that mental health is so important and you love to support people who struggle with mental health, but then with people who seemingly have it all together, you make them feel like they are not deserving enough because they are not relatable enough and they don't suffer enough. And I might be wrong, but it doesn't really sound like those two things go together. It sounds to me like you don't practice what you preach, you say one thing and do another, but I don't know. I don't want to be canceled, so I might be wrong. Anyways, Point being, going back to the topic on hand, you don't have to have a victim story or a sob story to have an inspiring story, a success story. You are allowed to live your life however the cards were dealt for you in this lifetime and use it to your advantage. Monetize and capitalize on the things that you love the things that you're passionate about, the things that you enjoy, why not? You have just as much of a right as everybody else and you have, you are entitled, let's put it that way, because that's what this is all about, entitlement. You are entitled to the same opportunities that everybody else is entitled to, no matter what, just because you want those opportunities just because these opportunities are available you can go after them just as much as anybody else and we live life so like subconsciously or unconsciously like we are not really living our life every single day completely aware and mindful and conscious so you might not have even realized that this would resonate with you but when you really think about it If you're someone who is creating content every day to sell something, again, program, service, product, whatever, it doesn't matter, do you find yourself constantly trying to showcase this started from the bottom, now we're here story? Do you find yourself constantly trying to focus and hone in on your lowest points in order to get the point across for what you're trying to promote. Do you feel like the main point of your story is to trigger or hit a pain point 
in order to make someone feel something? Have you never considered going after a different emotion and creating content from a different place to make someone feel something else? So I think that that gives people something to really think about when it comes to who they really are and who they really want to be and really focusing on that and embracing that rather than being who they think that they should be and who they think they need to be and who they have to show people that they are. So instead, tap into your most badass, unapologetic self and inspire from there. And I have a Dear Victoria segment that I think is perfect for today's episode. So Dear Victoria, I'm currently a senior in high school who has been hustling as an influencer and a model. I currently live in a small town in which everyone strives for the bare minimum or lower, but I have never been cut out for that and I have been chasing my dreams since sophomore year. Because everything is finally paying off, I have learned so much from my experience about the value in friendships and how I choose my people because I know I'm not for everyone. I've been doing my own thing at school, only focusing on academics, and then at home is where I hustle for my passion. But lately, the talk at school has been getting to my head. I know I shouldn't care and that I'm not even friends with these people, but it's getting to the point where it's hard to ignore. They say things like, she thinks she's all that, or who is she, Hollywood, when I've literally never had a genuine conversation with them all school year. Again, I know these people don't matter and they have no room to talk because I'm not even close with them, but it's so overwhelming. All I want is to live my dream life and I'm finally getting there at such a young age too. I'm so proud of myself and being able to be strong enough to deal with those who hate on me or are jealous, but sometimes I have those days where it gets so hard. I know graduation is just around the corner, but I need advice on how to push forward. So, for starters, there's going to be all different people who have all different feelings or no feelings at all. I'm going to split these people into three different categories. We have one, the people who don't give a fuck. They don't care. They have no thoughts. They don't even think twice about you. It doesn't bother them. Doesn't make them feel anything. Fine. Cool. Those are done. Then we have the people who are inspired by you. And they might be doing so quietly because they are just watching from a distance or they are just starting now to get into the same thing and they want to like do what you do like whether it be copying or just getting inspiration from and they're like okay if she could do it I can do it so they might have a positive mindset around it and they're seeing this as like an opportunity for them rather than something that's taking away from them and then there's the people who before you even existed in their world they were already insecure and so even though they might those people might like um pour over a little bit into the inspirational category because they might be getting inspired but these people are your undercover fans because on the 
external on the surface they're haters and that's because of their own insecurity so how I said one group might see this as an opportunity like well if she could do it so can I this group is on the contrary whereas they see like there's not enough to go around so you doing that is taking away from them so that's why they're like oh she thinks she's this and that who does she think she is because they're like it's too loud let's stay small there's not enough room for all of that leave that to the people in Hollywood not our small town you know So out of the three groups, only one group is a byproduct of you and that group is the inspired. You inspired those people. The people who are haters did not become a hater or did not develop this negative mentality because of you. It was already instilled in them. They already had it. So that hater group is really, it has nothing to do with you. It's not a byproduct of you at all because they would have those beliefs for anyone, for anything. Anything that's out of their comfort zone, anything that makes them feel inferior, they are going to have the thought process of like, no good, doesn't work for me, don't like that. They probably think what you're doing is embarrassing or cringy. Deep down though, it is coming from a place of lack. Because remember how I said there's a group who really doesn't care? Those people are fine either way. No matter what you do, it doesn't bother them because they're only worried about themselves. They're only concerned with their own lives. They're very just like, whatever, this doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? So the people who are hating... I'm saying that they're coming from a place of lack because they wouldn't be angry with what you're doing if they were fulfilled with themselves. So obviously in their own lives, something is missing. Because if they were fulfilled and if they did live abundantly, then they would be in the group of people who doesn't like think about you at all. But instead, they're thinking about you and they're talking about you because something is lacking on their part. So they are filling that void with hating you and whatever, feeling some type of way about you. But realistically, the actual root, imagine this being like a plant, like a flower. So the top of the flower, the plant, the leaves, whatever, the things that you see up at the top is the hate. But all the way down, if you go all the way down the stem and you go to the root, they actually are, they're watching your videos They want to do what you're doing. They're just mad because you're doing it before them or better than them. So they have to cover up that root with hate. Don't let these people become part of a sob story. How this whole topic is about you don't need to have a victim story. You don't need to have a sob story. You can just be a badass and you could just be unapologetic and you can just have a successful success story where you don't have to have all of these, you know, sad things happen to you to make you more relatable and more real. I would remove these people from your story altogether. I wouldn't give them a place in your story. I would completely tune them out, completely disregard them, and focus on building your story. 
focus on making your success story an inspiring one in your own way. I mean, look at you. You're in high school. You're so young and you're already becoming successful. I genuinely don't think that you need some tangible advice on how to push forward. Like, say this or do that. No. Put these people into the three categories, like I said. The kind people who are inspired and just enjoy. The unbothered people who couldn't care less. Or the unfulfilled, negative haters coming from a place of lack. And remove those people from the story altogether. If these people are talking behind your back, let them. If they are approaching you to your face and they say, who do you think you are? All you got to say is, I don't know who you think I am, but I know who I am. Any other questions? Can we make the next question worth my time? Because that one was pretty fucking boring. And my favorite when people say things like, you think you're better than everyone and stuff like that, is like, oh no, so you think I'm better than everyone. Because I've never said that. Those words are coming out of your mouth. So sure, I'll take the compliment. Like, thanks so much. So if someone is trying to make it like you think you're better than everyone else and you've never said that, you've simply just gone about your business and acted accordingly and focused on yourself and did your thing, then really they're just telling you how they see you. They think that you're better than everyone. So I'd be like, thank you. That was actually really kind of you. Speaking from my own experience, I am someone who has had some of the worst online hate. I mean, obviously I'm not a celebrity, so I'm not comparing to like the Haley Baldwin type hate that I'm seeing on the internet and death threats and shit like that. But as someone who just has like a decent following and has always had an online presence, I have people attacking me on a regular basis, making videos about me, harassing me from 15 different accounts, posting stories, tagging me, blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. And I don't think any of my followers have ever heard me talk about it or have ever seen me sweat it or stress it. I mean, I've made TikTok videos. I've made reels. I've been on Instagram shooting content, talking on my stories, getting out there within the same day of having people harassing me with novels and emails and filling out all my forms. Like I have all my different coaching forms and um, hair quizzes and all different sorts of things that I've had in my bio and people will literally fill out every single one 500 times. I'm not even kidding. I've had to legitimately delete hundreds of forms that people put as like pranks. Hundreds of emails I've had to block. People have figured out my phone number and have texted me, called me, sent me DMs from 10 different accounts. Yet I'm on my Instagram story or on I'm on TikTok creating content giving advice, doing my thing, doing what I enjoy because I'm passionate about it and I do not need those people to be a part of my story. I don't need to get on Instagram and be like, here's how I overcame my haters today. Here's what people did to me all day and I am persevering. No, I just persevere. I'm not a victim. I I don't need people to, you know, pat my back or rub my back and console me. No, I'm an adult and I put myself in a position to trigger people and I'm a pretty polarizing person because I have very strong opinions and I 
stand firm in my opinions and I'm not afraid to say my opinions and I know that it's going to ruffle feathers and people are going to disagree with me and they're not going to like my advice. And quite frankly, it is not my problem because that's a personal issue for them. I am still going to carry on with my day and not really think twice about John Doe 12567 who is making 10 different accounts to comment and telling me how wrong I am. So I don't need to talk about how I overcome it. I just overcome it. I just do it. I just act accordingly. It's like they always say, like, be kind because you have no idea what people are going through. Like, you don't know. Like, somebody might show up one way and you have no idea what kind of day that they're having. And it's absolutely true. I could be all giddy on my stories and doing my thing, whatever, and you would have no idea that I just spent the whole day blocking people from harassing me and yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. So that's really that. Hopefully you like that advice. It's more of just me sharing my personal perspective and how I just don't think that these people are worth your time and are worth being a part of your story. So that is all we have for today. Thank you girls so much for listening. Please do not forget to email me your hottest tea if you have any little juicy gossip for me or stories to share, anything that you want to submit for my Spill the Tea episode that will be coming up soon. Maybe not next week, but in a couple of weeks, you guys can DM me your stories, email me your stories, and you can also email me your submissions for my Dear Victoria segment to ask for advice. So again, my email is victoria.forthegirlspodcast.com. And all of my links will be in the show notes as well to enroll in the Think of Confidence course. And that's really it. So until next time, girls. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 